0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams and the world. Well, thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I am Dr. Joseph Walker and I am so grateful to have you connected on today. This is the podcast that we have put together to help leaders come together in a place to learn, to glean, to be exposed to some of the greatest ideas and thought leaders on the planet. I'm grateful to have you connected and if this is your first time uh, listening to this podcast, please know It is not by accident. One of the things that I'm very cognizant of, particularly in this season, is that leaders are desiring to go higher, to get to next levels. And that's why this podcast is called Next Level Leaders because you're not an average leader. You're trying to get to the next level. As a consequence, it is so very, very important that you really pay attention To the information that is being shared, because listen, so many people have been writing me and communicating with me, letting me know that this is changing your life, and for that we are grateful to God. I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. We are trying to reach a million people, and you can help us do just that by sharing it. If it's blessing you, then let it bless someone else. Also, want you to follow me on my Instagram account at Joseph Walker the number three. That's Joseph Walker the number three also want you to go to josephwalker3.org for more content and things that we believe can be a tremendous blessing to you, books and all kinds of resources. And even if you'd like us to talk to your team, mentor you, help you become the next level leader in a more intensified way, a more focused way, we'll make ourselves available for that. I just want to see you win. I just want to see you win. Today, I want to talk about something that's so important and something I learned many, many years ago and it's about servant leadership. Now, please know that's not an oxymoron because often bad leaders put themselves in a position where they're always served. People are always serving them, but they don't realize the significance of what it means to serve as you lead. One thing that Jesus said on one occasion, and I think it's very appropriate here, is he who is greatest among you must first be servant. Having a servant servant Model of leadership expands your brand. It creates a better culture in your organization. It helps you understand your motives and keep your motives in check. It allows you to maintain humility and it also blesses your organization. Today, I want you to understand what that looks like. And I want to give you these principles and I hope you write them down because if you're going to be effective in this generation, if you're going to be effective in your business and moving forward, You've got to understand what servant leadership looks like. First of all, you have to lead with humility. Now, let's be very clear. Humility is not something that is just organically something we have. It is something that's done intentionally to come to a place where we humble ourselves and recognize the incredible stewardship we have to lead people. You see, when I wake up every single day and I realize that people are following me, as I follow Christ, I'm humble that people saw something in me that they would entrust their families, their legacies to that. That is incredibly humbling. When you think about God could have chosen anyone to do what you're doing, but God chose you. That's what humility looks like. When you come to a place when you are incredibly grateful, you're overwhelmingly grateful for the privilege to be able to be used as God is using you. You don't walk around arrogant, entitled, but you walk around with humility. Let me encourage you to lead with humility because leading with humility, humble leaders. Even the Bible says, if you humble yourself in the sight of God, he will exalt you in due time. Nobody promotes arrogance. We oftentimes confuse confidence with arrogance. No, please know it. There's a difference. I can be confident and not be arrogant. I can be confident, but yet I am humbled because humility is not something that I do in a singular act. Humility is something that I am every time you see me. If people who work for you, people who work with you, around you, say you're the same way all the time, it's one of the greatest compliments you could ever receive in your life. People have said that to me on many occasions that No matter where I was, you're the same guy. No matter how high God is taking you, you're the same guy. That's why it is so important. If you're gonna be an effective leader, lead with humility. But then also you have to learn this, how to roll up your sleeves and work alongside your team. I understand as a leader, you have to delegate certain responsibilities, take certain things off of your plate, and that's why you hire people because you're hiring a team, to really enhance in the area of your weakness. I always say higher to your weakness so that you can make your weaknesses your strengths. I, more than anyone else, understand the importance of delegating authority, allowing people to operate in their zone. But I also understand the importance of rolling up your sleeves and working alongside your team. What does it look like when a CEO of a major burger establishment comes in one day, rolls up his or her sleeves, And literally begins to work in the kitchen. What does it look like when a major leader, manager, rolls up their sleeves and they literally go into the warehouse or go into the workroom? They pick up the phone and make calls because they're able to understand and get a better sense of what their employees are dealing with. You cannot be a stranger to hard work. You see, servant leadership is about, I'll do it, it's about something needs to get done. Let's do it together. You know, it's interesting that um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says, therefore seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy and we faint not. That Paul is looking at ministry, looking at our vocation, looking at what we do as a collaborative effort, that we're not doing it in silo, nor are we expecting others to do it in silo, but teamwork is what makes the dream work. A good leader rolls up their sleeves, works alongside their team, unapologetically, they are committed to making it happen. When do you roll up your sleeves? I mean, when do you come out of the pristine office and literally go into the spaces where people who work for you are working and say, today, I just want to sit here and get a better understanding of what you do. So let me do it with you. Let me serve you. Because by doing that, when people are talking about the work and climate and Job load or whatever, you have a sense and then you're able to identify gaps and problems and you're able to fix them because you know what that looks like. Servant leadership is also willing to assist others. This is important, right? Because when I am a servant leader, I'm willing to help other people win. Isn't that a wonderful thing to have the ability? to want others to win. That's character. That I'm not here trying to wish for someone's demise, but I'm here to assist you. Whatever I can share, however I can be of help, a servant leader always has an open door policy. They're never in a doggy dog environment. They're always trying to say, listen, how can I help you win? How can I help you be more effective? What wisdom can I share with you? How can I... Walk you through this process. If I was able to get through it, let me share with you some of the difficulties I had to experience. That's what servant leadership looks like. Your willingness to assist others is what will make you an effective leader. I get calls all the time from leaders, pastors in particular, who say, Can you tell me how you did that? Can you tell me how you're working on that? Now, why would I sit back and say, No, I'm not going to share that because I don't want anybody else doing what I'm doing? No. I recognize that them winning, them being successful, is not going to diminish what God is doing in my life. You have to get to a point as a servant leader that you're willing to help and assist others, no matter what the circumstance may be. But here's the deal. Number four, and I want to park here for a moment, something that I'm very passionate about servant leadership protects your team. The people who work for you, they have families, the people that work for you, work around you. They have stories. They have experiences. And what is important is that a true servant leader, because you have a level of empathy and understanding about the role and responsibilities of each employee, because you've rolled up your sleeves and you've gone to figure out what does this person do and how do they do it and how assist other people, I protect my team. This is something that's big for me. Because I protect my team, first of all, because how I, how I compensate my employees places value on how I think about them as the greatest resource because your greatest resource is human resources. So I compensate them well, and not only that, but I also make certain that I give them effective and great benefits. Our employees need to have the best benefit packages. As insurance begins to climb and things become more expensive, it's so important that you protect your team. That you also create spaces for mental health breaks. You create spaces where people can have recreational time and communication time, collaboration time, creative time. All of this is an effort to protect your team, and you don't allow anybody from the outside to literally come in and attack any person on your team. You literally begin to close rank and say, I got this team. Because here is the deal a servant leader knows this. The people, Who have your back are the people who are working every single day for you doing this work. And if they have your back, you have to declare, I have their back. Now listen, it's important that a servant leader, this is going to be big. Stay with me here now. Knows how to handle power and influence well. Man, can I say that again? they know how to handle power and influence well. There are so many people that just don't know how to handle it. They get it and get the big head. They don't understand how to navigate in these spaces. And that's often why they end up crumbling. Things fall apart because they did not know how to handle the opportunity that was before them. There was a certain grace, a certain dignity, a certain respect, a certain leader language, if you will. There's a certain way to navigate in these spaces, and you have to be able to handle power well. You don't give power to an arrogant person. That's why I said humility is so important because the higher God takes you, the humbler you ought to become. And you have to know how to handle power, how to handle influence, not boasting about it, not arrogantly walking around like you're the best thing that God had on the planet, but you walk around with the humility and say, how do I use this opportunity to leverage it to be a blessing to someone more than me? These opportunities cannot be self-serving. Leaders who are servant leaders are never self-serving. They're always trying to create opportunities whereby their platforms can be conduits by which other people can be blessed. How are you using your platform? How are you using the space of elevation in your life? Let me tell you something. It is critical now that you truly, truly, truly handle power and influence well. Because if you don't, that thing can go left really quickly. How many times have we seen people who were narcissistic get to power, and all power did, all it did, was amplify what was already in you? This is why it's so important, even when you elevate people on your job and you give them promotions, that you make certain that they have the character to take to the next level. Because if they are trifling, if they are incredibly toxic, negative, they're going to take that to the next level and it could have huge consequences for your organization. So part of that is you handling power well, you walking with it with a certain grace. Yes, I know you have it going on. Yes, I know you get big numbers this month. Yes, I know doors are opening, but handle it with a certain grace of humility and make certain you understand the only reason why Things are happening the way they're happening in that positive direction. It's because it's about more than you. When you are a servant leader, you get that. But here is number six. You find the good in others. You find the good in others. Ladies and gentlemen, a servant leader is not a judgmental leader. A servant leader is one who's able to look at every single individual And no matter what others are saying about them, no matter what circumstances they're facing, they commit themselves to seeing the good in other people. This sometimes can be problematic for some of you because once you have seen the worst in a person, you make conclusions about them. But you're going to miss out on some extraordinary people, people who could literally be an amazing asset to your organization. Often we catch people in the wrong time or the wrong season. And they're making that change. They're making that pivot. And this is the actual thing they needed to make that necessary pivot. So please be patient with people. Please see the good in them. No matter what they've done, no matter what's happening, a servant leader says, but I yet see something good in you. I see something according to Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. There's something in you that's good. Remind your team, yes, I know you blew it. Yes, I know you may be down today, but I believe in you and I see the good in you. Show others what it looks like when they want to cast someone away that you as a leader, a servant leader, you see the good in them. Let's review before I go to my last point, as we often do. A part of servant leadership, number one, we discovered is leading with humility, making certain that we are humble, making certain that our spirits are in check, resting in the revelation of God for our lives, and knowing that we have this wonderful opportunity to be used at this level. What a tremendous privilege it is to say, I humble myself because I get it. But then, two, I roll my sleeves up and I work alongside my team. I am no stranger to hard work. I'm willing to go and work alongside my team so they can see me doing it. But number three, I'm willing to assist others, wherever they might be, because whatever God has blessed me with was never just about me, but it was about enhancing others' lives. So I have to be willing to share with them, return their calls, assist them, bring them in to see how my team operates so they can glean lessons from how that happens, assist my team. But then I must also, by assisting others, protect my team. I must put a boundary around my team so there is no demonic encroachment. Nobody can penetrate the team that I have because I'm always protecting them on how I pay them, how I take care of them, the opportunities that are afforded to them, the experiences that they have, it's all because they are a great team and they deserve to be protected. But then how do you handle power and influence? A part of this is saying, let me get to this level, but let me not be arrogant. Let me handle this well. Don't let me blow it. And then here it is. Number six, I find the good in others. No matter who threw you away, No matter what the circumstances were, you declare, I saw the best in you when others only saw the worst. Number seven, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Serving leadership is about honoring God in all things. When you get to this level and you humble yourself and you realize it's not about you and the gifts you have come from God, the strength you have comes from God. The furniture you lay on comes from God. It all belongs to him. You begin to say, everything that I do in this gift, everything I do on my job, everything I produce, I honor God with it. You see, I honor God with my resources. That's why I emphatically say to you, tithe. God deserves 10%. If you can't trust God with 10%, why are you praying that God continue to increase you and bless you? So you have to be willing to say, yes, from my business, from my personal, I am tithing 10% because I am honoring God with my first fruit. I'm honoring God with my substance. And then once I honor God with that, I honor God with my gift. I say to God that whatever you do through me, this business, we turn it over to you and we say, Lord, you bless it. This house you bless me with, we turn it over to you and say, God, you bless it. You see, you need to ask for blessings over your business. Ask for blessings over your workspace because you want to honor God in all of it. When you understand the power of honoring God with your resources, when you honor God by helping to see the vision come to pass, participating in what God wants you to do and never taking glory for it, and saying, God, whatever you do through me, I give you glory. No matter where you take me, I give you glory. That's what it looks like when you honor God in all things. I honor him with my time, I honor him with my talent, and I honor him with my treasure. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I have been blessed to share this with you, and I hope that it blesses you even more. Share it with somebody else and let their lives be blessed and know that I am praying for you and believing God for the best that happened in your life. Thank you so much. Let me know you were blessed. Follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I'm so thankful. I praise God for you. Until next time, you will be blessed. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.